Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. And let me just go ahead and throw out Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, hashtag, BossSoHard, <laughs> all the places. Go to them. Write to us. I think that everybody's getting a lot better about it because, like, that's the thing is, like, we used to see, like, we're like, wow, these are, like, really high numbers for listening. And then, like, we don't have people, like that will interact and we really want people to interact because we like that feedback and stuff. Um, but I've definitely like been making an effort to like say more on Instagram so that y'all will say more back and it looks like it's working. You so guys we're gonna are keep... shy turtles and you need Yeah, like... but it's it's you're you're improving, but like we wanna hear more. So let us know like especially with um guests, like we would love to know who you want interviewed and who you want on the show. Um, especially because like a lot of people don't realize like we book out really, really far ahead. Uh, so people will like contact us and they're like, Oh, I want to be on the show or like, you know, whatever. Like tomorrow. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. So about that, like it's, it's actually a few months out just cause like for organizational purposes and for both of our schedules, it's just easier. Um, so let us know now, like who you want to hear, like by the end of the year. Um, cause we're booking out like that last quarter now. So, you know, we, we'd love to hear, um, just anyone who maybe sure. isn't on our radar or something like True somebody story. that's in your, your in group, your but not in ours. Yeah. In, in your social Cool. Well, it's August. Yes. We had a tropical depression yesterday. Yeah. I love your tweet about, about that because you're just like, here I am, Beyonce dancing the street because I did not know nobody, that this was happening. Nobody knew. And I didn't know either. It was not that harsh. Um, it, yeah. It was worse rain. I feel like last week we had worse storms. And apparently, lightning. wasn't it like, was it a state of emergency? Yes, we were okay. under a state of emergency and nobody yeah. I knew about it. I didn't know. it was like, oh, it's almost over. John texted me like halfway through and was like, by the way, like there's a state of emergency and like a tropical storm or something. Yeah. And I was we like, We were supposed what? to go to the beach Sunday. And so we were like, well, this is 100% thunderstorm. So we were just like mad. We were like, what's yeah. wrong? And, oh, Do we know what it was called? Emily. Emily, okay. That sounds about right. <laughs> say, I have a cousin named Emily. She could be a tropical storm sometimes. That sounds, sounds She's fiery. Right. Is that like what parents should She's say fiery. about kids? Like people when they don't use bad words. Sometimes people are just tropical storms. <laughs> yeah, but she's like one in a good way. Like, uh, you know, like a feminist tropical storm. Oh, same girl. Same. Yeah, I think I'd like to be a feminist a fem- tropical I'm a storm. I feminist tropical storm, and I wear my feminist underwear every day of the week. So. I don't think I want to be like a hurricane, because that just sounds like a lot going on, too much work. Putting I people could. out of work and I stuff could. like that. Having people get same bags and everything. Oh, I don't man. got time for that. But um, we are getting to the end of that season, because it's August, so, you know... Like September pretty much ends that season, oh, and we. I think it's November, actually. Oh well, just kidding. In my <laughs> mind, <laughs> I've only lived in Florida my whole life. It's oh, fine. Me. I don't know what's oh, happening here. Um, but like but for me, I feel like it never. Yeah, like it's around. September. We never get any of that then. So no. for me, like by the it time August has, is over, yeah. I'm like we're in the clear. It's fine. If there's a storm that comes in November and it's like serious, then that's like a Sharknado yeah. sort of thing, and I'm getting I mean, out of here. We had Matthew last October, but like it was. That was like a joke. Yeah. So. It is August. Pa- like, basically past, like, October, or past, sorry, past August, I don't take storms seriously. Unless they look insane, and then I'm just getting out of here. Because yeah. I'm like, that's not, it's not good. Yeah, it's just, no, no reason to feel literally anywhere else. 
so yeah pretty much <sighs> well I'm like speaking of going elsewhere falls coming up and I just can't wait to go get out of this hot situation yeah. I'm like I mean, so ready for that I'm going to a, a like milder situation I guess next week for blogger week so I'll be there from August until in August well where's that, that? August, uh, it's in DC so okay. it's not that yeah. much cooler but I but guess a little bit better. it gets cooler at night which is exciting. Um, yeah. So I'm there from Friday until Sunday morning. It's a really quick trip. Um, so I'm very excited to go. To, uh, this thing is Saturday. It's an all-day thing. The tickets are really inexpensive. You can go get them literally right now, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to kind of just go up and really quickly come back. Today is my best friend's birthday because it's August, and I'm very excited because we just Yay. spent all weekend doing all the things. She probably will never listen to this, but I like to let people she know has abs. because I subscribe to the church of her abs, and I am an evangelist, so do I. and I let people know. And I don't care who you, you can be at the grocery store, and I'll be like, did you know my best friend had abs? Let me show she you. She does. <laughs> I, I like think let about how you. great her abs are sometimes. Like I just sit there, Same. like I'll pick up a cookie and I'll be like, her abs though. Same. And I put it back down every day, every yeah. day of my life. So yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited about. I mean, August is kind of we're just crazy and we're so busy and it's nonstop. It's yeah, it's like I went to bed at like David hours is what I called Same. them last night. It was like three a.m. and I like I you know I am not like a four or five hour type of sleep person. Like I need sleep, but. I was launching a site and it was just like I had to stay up and get it done and like today like first thing I could think when I woke up I was like I owe, I owe an email to a client that I just didn't get to like last yeah. night and so it's just like it's it's good busy like I'm glad but whew, man it's gonna be this month is gonna be a lot and in a good way but I mean, it's yeah I um, like so I'm I'm kind it. of like thinking about you know like people that we've had on that have talked about like taking time in December and that sort of thing and and I think that I'm going to aim to do that this year. So I'm trying to kind of like load myself up right now so that I'm not sure like I because I normally do like a lot of like, you know, the business stuff that you don't normally do because people right. are busy. But I'm thinking instead of doing that for the whole month of December, I might do that for two weeks and then take two weeks off. Um, so I'm trying to decide like how I'm going to go all about yeah. that and, and map that out now because that's really now we're in August. Now's the time we're halfway through. So it's the time to like, if you haven't yet met your goals, it's the time to say, okay, what did I say I was going to do in January that I haven't yeah. really four accomplished? What month, can I so. do to like get to that point? So, you know, making those tangible steps right now, now is the time. Because if you don't get to it, if you don't start getting to it now, you probably will not get to it probably in 2017. Not. Probably not. But, yeah. And that's fine. But just, you know, Decide what you real. want. Reclaim your time. Reclaim your time. If that's not on a mug in my house by the Reclaiming end of the week, my time. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever watched in my life. I watch it like once a day at least. <laughs> Reclaiming my well, time. Auntie Maxine is a gift to this world that no one deserves. We don't. We don't. Deserve. We that's don't. why she's reclaiming her time because we don't deserve. Yeah. We don't. We're not worthy, and I appreciate that she's out here and still living her best life. She and really is. Just watching old clips of her from like the riots, which. Something they didn't agree with what she said, but that's fine. But just her fervor, her fervor has not changed. Like she is still, she is like so intense. not intimidated <laughs> at all ever, Girl, which I love. Live your best life. And same. it's funny because like John and I have like a teacher we used to work with who just didn't play games, and we loved her and adored her. And she, I kind of, I'm like, I'm like, basically, she's like, if you didn't have a Maxine went into, Waters teacher, yeah, like, up, exactly, or working with someone that's a Maxine, yeah, Waters, and that she was literally, she life. was literally her, and I'm like, that's like, if she went into politics, that's what we would, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's. But the, the thing is, is like I feel like women like that often like people try to shut them out and shut them down. Obviously, that's why she had to reclaim her time. And you know, you know that people have tried to shut her off her whole life, and she just sits there unbothered all the time face, and is not intimidated. Not intimidated ever. Is all that I want in like, my life. I just, I life. wish I could. I just want to be like have one day where I just live life being that unbothered. It's just so great. You should, it's just it's, so it's, powerful. It's fantastic. I feel like I feel <laughs> like she life. she is my Beyonce. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, like, I, I like a Beyonce. Like, I, my daughter always says, "I like uh, like she's an old lady." She likes uh, Beyonce. She likes, a, she likes, a, she likes a anything. She, she likes a Rapunzel. By the right way, now. y'all, she came in here today, and I'm setting up, and she's like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Hi," and we're like chatting back and forth as we do, and then she's like. I'm gonna go take a nap, and I'm like, and she's like, I'm tired. I'm like, okay, well, at least she knows. Tired like, what? Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> be like same, but you know, I'm not taking a nap. And yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what she was she's like, like. She's like, Daddy has to take a nap because I want to take a nap. And I was like, <laughs> like, I think he actually has to drive. But, but she okay. thinks taking a nap, like anytime she goes to sleep, is taking a nap. So at night, she's like, I'm gonna go take a nap. Cause she, like, Bye, mommy. I wonder why. Maybe because of her parents don't <laughs> sleep. Like, See you later. Meanwhile, she's twelve to thirteen hours. And yeah, that's, I guess I guess everything is that's a nap. her nap. Technically, I guess that's true. So, I like it. Oh man! Well, you guys will enjoy our episode. Um, get ready to get your preaching hand emojis out in your tweet that you're going to tweet to us because I'm ready. About to get coached. Seriously, it's going to school. <laughs> going to school. Yes. So, Are you looking to draw a bigger box for yourself? Seth Godin's All MBA Workshop is an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for changemakers who have a fire in the belly. This is for people who are itching to level up and make a bigger impact. Four times a year, the workshop brings together two groups of 100 to 120 leaders, curating the group to pick the right mix of people from different industries and areas of expertise. The end result, you're surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields and helping support each other to become stronger cross-functional change agents. The workshop splits you up into groups every week so you're meeting a bunch of people you'd never otherwise meet. You're getting and giving feedback and seeing your blind spots in a whole new way. By working on 13 projects during the month, you're constantly pushing ahead and creating a body of work as proof. It's not about passively learning, it's about actively putting those concepts into practice until they become habit. The idea is to drink from the fire hose and rewire your brain to make new, better habits and to have the platform practice those habits. So who's been through all MBA? Over a thousand alumni. They include a mix of leaders, including product managers, naval naval commanders, lawyers, marketing directors, engineers, ophthalmologists, UX designers, filmmakers, and more. This group is half freelance, half folks at companies and startups like Slack, Tesla, Kickstarter, Charity Water, Microsoft, Nike, Trello, Kiva, Warby Parker, and more. If you're a leader and want to become even better, this is for you. There are no lectures, no videos. It's rolling your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally into winning. It's an intensive, immersive, four-week experience of drinking from the fire hose. Over a thousand plus people from 580 cities and 49 countries around the world have all done all MBA. Challenging? <laughs> yes. But our friends at Seth Godin's All MBA believe the rewards are so worth it. Ask any of their alumni. While most online courses barely approach a 7% completion rate, the All MBA has an astonishing 96% completion rate. Their alumni say they do it again in a heartbeat. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for you to level up. If you're looking for ways to have a bigger impact, the All MBA could help you get there. The curriculum is entirely hands-on. 
More than 75% of your time is dedicated to shipping your work, practical projects that allow you to apply what you learn. So if you're tired of courses that you never finish videos or you've had them bookmarked, then put those aside and check out All MBA as a different way to level up. So they are now accepting applications for the upcoming session. To find out more, visit www.altmba.com backslash heart and hustle. So that's www.altmba.com backslash heart and hustle. For special consideration, you can mention Heart and Hustle podcast in your application and tell them that we sent you. So check out the episode and enjoy. So today I'm really excited because we have uh, my good friend Mario Garcia on the podcast with us. Um, I've known him for, I guess, 12 years now. I, I guess, yeah, because that's how long I've been dating John. Um, so he's kind of like a family friend. And recently, we both found each other speaking at an event, um, which is something that uh, neither of us had kind of done before. And we kind of went down new career paths, and it involves speaking. And he's great at it. It was horrible because I actually had to follow him. And so I'm watching him. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrific because he's killing it. Not that I don't want him to do well, but I was like, damn, could you just do like a little, little less well so that I don't have to follow that? But so he is a motivational speaker and he is also a business coach, which I think is a really, really, really important thing uh, to be doing and to have nowadays because there's just a lot of confusion out there on the market. And, um, you know, I think that it's important to have business coaches that are reputable and that are actually trained as opposed to there's a lot of people that just are like, I decided I'm a business coach. So Mario, tell us a little bit about what you do and you know how you do it. Okay, good morning and thank you for having me, first of all. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be with you guys this morning. Now, what I do as a coach, um, which coach is still relatively a new term and yeah. in, in the description of coaching and life coaches and transformational coaches and whatever, you know, whatever someone is calling themselves, it's, it's, it's a business that's still in its infancy, definitely. Yes. So a lot of people don't have um, a clear an awareness of what exactly it is and what they do. But my elevator pitch, so to speak, is that basically I work with CEOs, uh, business owners, individuals, and other business professionals that are so busy trying to make a life living, um, you know, a business living, that they're not really having time for their personal life. We teach them strategies, we partner up so they can get massive results so they can have time for other things such as spending their time with their family, leisure, and everything else they want to do, especially if it's developing a new vision and, and a new result in their lives. Because sometimes you can have a new goal that you want, maybe not bad enough, but that's also part of my job to make you realize. <laughs> but, but, but you're so busy in your nine to five or you know paying the bills that you're not getting there. So we help you align with that. I love that you now, guys are so results driven. We like to use that phrase. I mean, some again, everyone uses different names. I mean, that's a, it's it's a problem. I guess I, I want to say a problem because everyone wants to, they want to be different, but yet some of them are doing the same things. And I don't. That's not a negative take on the situation. Um, but coaching is still not regulated. Mm-hmm. Anybody can call themselves a coach, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the hard part because if you give someone an experience as a quote unquote coach, and you don't get them a result, then what have you really done for them? Yeah. Not, not only have you done them a disservice on their behalf, as you know, for what they were looking for, you've also done the, you know, the the, the coaching, uh, you know, as a whole, as the whole, you know, environment, uh, a disservice as well. Because you know what? Now if someone has something negative to say about someone who didn't have necessarily credentials. You don't need credentials to have a coach. 
there's some amazing coaches that don't have any credentials and they just rock it. I mean, I know, I know tons. I know a few hundred uh, uh, coaches that have no credentials, but they know what they're doing and they've gotten some training in a reputable space. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because it parallels other forms of entrepreneurship, whereas like, you know, I didn't go to school for what I do. Angelica, you didn't. So it's I can see like taking a risk on someone. But like like you said, it's in its infancy. So it's so hard to kind of know. And I feel like a lot of coaches cannot define what they do. So I love that you can actually say like, this is what I do, because I feel like that's one of the main problems is that a lot of coaches make these pretty websites and distract us with like a lot of like bright colors. And they're like, I'm not going to actually explain to you what I do because I don't really know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and you you pointed it out. It's results based coaching. Mm hmm. So clearly, like on, a, on when you come in on a, if it's depending on your, your you know how you um, how your contract is with us if you see us biweekly usually it's in two uh, two sessions a month or perhaps three but every session starts with what's the outcome for today yeah what's the Which goal is so powerful in every aspect of your life you shouldn't have a business meeting unless there is an outcome mm-hmm. amen you to that everyone into your into your boardroom or your conference room and you say all right. Today we're going to talk about this, and no one says, "Okay, well, what's the, you know, what about that? Mm-hmm. Do you want that to be done in the next sixty days? Do you want that to bring in this much revenue? Like, why are we here? Otherwise, you're wasting my time. Look. That's pretty much it's pretty much what you're doing. Look at this. This is my life. Yes. <laughs> like, like, yes. <laughs> don't waste my time or your time. Reclaiming honestly. my time. But oh, look, Max. <laughs> yes. Maxine, play out there for us. Um, yeah, I definitely agree in terms of, because when we started design development, still, especially web development was such in its infancy stage where they're really, and there still aren't regulations, so to speak, and it's still kind of the Wild West where you kind of just do what you want. You can go to school for it, that may make you a little bit more legitimate, but honestly, it doesn't make a difference. There's no official certification that qualifies you to be such and such web developer. It's just based on your talent and the results, like you said, mm-hmm. that, you've brought, yeah. that you brought in, and so that's, I think, what people who are going into coaching need to understand is that you don't have those results or those testimonials and you're not going to make it. So I definitely agree 150% in that being from someone who was in an industry that was like, and it still is the Wild West, but it's a lot less Wild Westy than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, no, you're definitely right. I mean, we both have the same thing in the end, and it's the result. Yeah. Like, what, what is it looking like? In, in your case, it might be, you know, the development of a page or a marketing system that's, you know, effective. And clearly, results are everything in marketing. I mean, if you don't have the numbers, mm-hmm. then you don't have anything. Then yeah. you have nothing because exactly. you can't prove anything. Mm-hmm. You don't know where you're getting your hits from. You don't know if your landing pages are working or your funnels are being efficient. You know, you don't have anything. So the same thing with us. If we don't see a result in them, then our job is not done. Right. Totally. And, it's, and it's to make that person realize that there is a result. And again, accountability that's a big part of a part of it, holding them accountable, that people hold themselves accountable as well. That's great. So I think um, none of us really grew up watching TED Talks and wanting to get into <laughs> motivational speaking. I mean, there were great speakers in our generations and beforehand, but it, I feel like now maybe the kids of today like yeah. grow up and say, I want to be like Tony Robbins. So what oh, is yeah. your backstory? What led you to motivational speaking and counseling? Um, well, Honestly, I had no background in it. I was, let's see, I had just gotten divorced. Um, I was doing nothing with my life in a four by three cubicle cell, I like to call it, a padded <laughs> carpeted cell. Um, and uh, honestly, I was just, I was just on my, on my way to just paying my bills and dying. I just like to put it that way. 
Because that's about what would have happened. Yeah. Until I, for lack of a better phrase, woke up. Woke the hell up. <laughs> I went to a conference, and uh, honestly, I had to nearly be drugged there. Um, my father, who's been coaching and doing this for you know over 20 years, um, who honestly, of many gifts he gave me, gave me the gift of free will, uh, and not tried to do like you know some families might, especially some Hispanic families where like you yeah, know you're gonna do right. this, and then you, you are gonna be a doctor or you're gonna you know uh, he let me do whatever I wanted. That's awesome. Um, you know, he, no judgment. He, he always kind of you know put in me like whatever you do, just do it you know to your fullest extent and put everything into it. But honestly, I would had no pushing uh, into any um, anything I wanted to ever do. So I was doing online marketing for a, for a very large company, and um, I, I was just living my life. And so my, the old man was like, hey, I think you should go to this. You know, you're divorced, you're single dad, you should go here to this uh, this, this convention. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, see, the, th see the, way, the way my account set up is that I'm a big deal at my job. And people need me there. <laughs> See, this is the well, this is the story I was telling myself, and we always get caught up in our stories. Mm -hmm. and, and the story is pretty much why I don't want to, or why I won't want to do what I either want to do, should do, or need to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was caught up in my story. That, you know, I had the time off, and you know, uh, he was telling me that the cost was, was, you know, I think it was probably five or six hundred dollars. He's like, oh, invest in yourself, and I'm just like, yeah. That's a lot of investing when I had to move back home and yeah. <laughs> paying child support, doing all kinds of stuff. So again, more stories, more stuff. I'm just telling myself, you know, to you know, of why I can't do this. I had no exposure to personal development. I had heard my dad on occasion, you know, speaking to clients and things of that nature. But you know, that for me, that was just, hey, that's my dad doing his thing. Um, Pretty much, he, he says, like, two months later after I hadn't given him a decision, because I kept just brushing it off, you know, procrastination station mm -hmm. all day long. <laughs> um, <laughs> I brushed it off, and then he says, I bought the tickets. If you want to waste my money, you know, you can do that. Otherwise, it starts this day. So I was like, okay, well, crap. Now he spent his money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, all right, look, I'll go. So I put the time in. I went. It was a four-day event with probably about five or 6,000 people, and that changed my whole damn life. I sat in that chair and felt like this person was talking to me for four days straight, 12 hours on, 10 to 12 hours on each day. And one thing, if I can tell you anything that you can walk out of, is if you have an awareness about your situation, it's the, the most powerful thing you get in coaching, and you know, in any in any format. I mean, what, what do they usually say? Admitting you have the problem. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not just admitting; it's pinpointing the problem. Mm -hmm. So you so you don't make those same mistakes again. And as I sat in that chair for those for those four days, and I felt myself just transform and realize that I had had enough. I had had enough of swimming with the current, or excuse me, flowing with the current rather, and that I was going to swim in my own direction. I had had enough of just letting life do whatever it wanted to me and me just reacting that I was going to now act instead of reacting to all these events around me mm -hmm. and take control of myself and my destiny, whatever that is at this point to whatever I'm building here, whenever I'm with a client, I'm helping them build a destiny while building my own. And ultimately, as I sat there for those days, I realized that coaching was what I wanted to do. It gives you the liberty to speak to people 
And again, however you want to, again, because like I said, it's not regulated. Now, when I say not regulated, I mean that it's, you know, that you don't, you can't get a license and a certification like you would to be a doctor or a nurse. Although I do believe that's coming. I do see that in the future. And I'm, I honestly, it it needs to happen because Mm -hmm. there's people selling, you know, milkshakes and pills and they're coaches and transformational coaches and I'm not knocking what you guys do but there's a there's a big difference in, in how you change people you can get coaches with niches that are nutritionists and you know and, and uh, trainers and things like that who can also help you in other areas of course they just want to focus on one area but the regulation I think is going to be great and uh, there was nothing like that experience for me I knew right away after watching some like one-on-one coaching sessions in front of everybody that this is something I could do, and not just something that I could do, something that I wanted to do for the greater good of people, and that it would be selfish of me to learn all these, I mean, and I say all these, meaning at that time, just in those days, what I had learned already, that made me want to, like, get off my ass, (laughs) and, and do something, and I was like, I can't keep this to myself, I have to share this. Well, and it's funny, because, like, I mentioned that I've known you for 12 years, and the first 11, I would have never, like, or the first 10, I guess, I would have never, like, guessed that. And it's funny because as soon as I saw you doing your thing, as soon as I saw you up there speaking, it's like, I love that moment when you see someone doing what they're meant to do. Like, when you see, you know, a singer performing or, like, someone on the drums or whatever it is, like, even a teacher teaching, you know, like, this is what they're meant to do. And that is the way that I felt when I was watching you, like, give your speech. I was like, oh, my God, like, he has, like, found his thing. This is what... And I didn't even know you were looking for your thing. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know that you weren't already, like, totally satisfied in your job or whatever, but just watching you speak, it's like the whole... You lit up in the whole room like lit up with you you know so it's definitely like your destiny like you talked about yeah I mean that that compliment when you told me I think that's probably one of the biggest compliments I've ever received in my whole life and I've done a couple speaking engagements since then and honestly your words what you just said is the last thing I think about before I put on this hat and walk out to do it I'm glad to hear that yeah, because I'm about to do what I was born to do. And yeah. You, so I think and I, I told you, scary. I told you that after and I told you, I was like, I won't be yes you because to me, like I come from a family where like all of us in a sense are like performers to an extent. And so it's like, we're very honest with each other about like when something isn't like when we're not ready to do something. Like I remember when I booked my first wedding back when I was a photographer and my brother was like, you're not ready for a wedding. I was like, Oh, thanks. But it's like, that's just how we are, you know, with each other, like not in a mean way, but just making sure that we're not going into situations that we're unprepared for. So it's like when I pulled you and told you that I totally meant it or else I wouldn't have said it. You know what I mean? Cause if you notice, I did like, I didn't just go around saying that to everybody. I don't think necessarily everyone at every single place I give a speech to is like, I think they've all been good. I haven't like, you know, seen one that's been bad, but I've just never really been blown away the way that I was with yours. Uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, again, that meant a lot to me. And, and I felt and I felt you were being genuine. I mean, that's as a coach, that's one of the things I look for, obviously, <laughs> the nuances in your voice and your tone. Obviously, I, I felt it. And, and, and I took that uh, awesome piece of uh, awesome piece of, of wording that you left with me. And I, honestly, I, I thought about it a few times before I go out and do my thing. So it's an amazing thing that you shared with me that day and I'm glad you shared it with me and you were amazing as well so I don't even know why you're why you're front over here you know <laughs> <laughs> 
So I want to know, you work with a lot of different clients. Um, what is like your ideal type of client? Because I know, you know, we talk about that a lot from our perspective. Who, what kind of person like we want to work with? Like, who do you want to work with? Like, who's a business owner and an entrepreneur? Like, what skills, I guess, would they have? Or I don't know, what issues even would they have? I want to work with someone who wants to ch make an immediate change and wants to make progress. And I, and I say that afterwards because making a change is what everyone's doing. Making a change doesn't mean you're actually progressing. So making lateral moves from one position in your company to another, even if it's just incremental dollars per hour change, you're not really making progress. Like ask yourself, is this where you, will this step get you to the next step of where you're wanting to be? Is this part of your plan? Or is this just another couple of dollars in your account or in your bank? Because what fulfills you, what fulfills your pockets, maybe won't fulfill you. So think about that before you make those steps. I mean, my ideal coaching client realizes that they have potential to do more and are not going to take another minute of what's happening to them. They're not going to be the victim any longer. And even if in some cases, there's... They may not know what's going on, but they know that there's something bigger than this. There's something better than this life that they're living. And that's one of the main things I have to make some people uh, see in themselves. Um, and I don't, I don't make them by hand, you know, <laughs> twist their arm. But I make them see that there is a compelling future and that everybody has one. That there's a possibility greater than what they think they have on themselves and there's something even beyond that once they get there it's always what we call can i constant and never-ending improvement because guess what when let's say you were you know i don't know what you, what was your first job charisma do you remember your first job um i worked at party city <laughs> good time when i was 16 when i was 16 is like i like i remember like halloween was a very intense time Oh, yeah. I've, I've been in there doing Holly. Now, what was the – do you remember your second job after that? Um, yeah, I worked at Universal. Why did you move from Party City to Universal? Because Party City wanted me to work every single day of October and not give anybody any days off, so like 31 days straight, and I thought that was a bit cray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm a, I'm a high school student. I also need to go to school. So having said that, you made a decision based off of what you were being provided then, and then you made another decision to go to, you know, that decision and going to Universal. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, was, uh, clearly, uh, for the convenience of not being, you know, a slave, for, I guess, to yeah. stay for the month of October. However, everyone has their compelling reasons on why they do what they do. And making them see that is definitely something that they need to. You, once you get there, though, you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And what you say is if you're not growing, you're dying. So although Universal might have been great after Party City, maybe you got paid more, maybe you got a little more freedom. After a while, that's not enough when we get stagnant. And that's, again, what we make everyone see is that, again, once you get somewhere else, it's all about what's next. You mm -hmm. have to have that mentality. You have to be searching for the next and greater thing because it's there. I feel like I, say, I, I feel like I'm like, in like I'm like in a church. I know. Well, I think it's also helpful because so many of our listeners are still in their nine to five and they still you know, think about these changes all the time and you telling them what they should be always striving for something greater. It's true, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're in a nine to five or you're an entrepreneur, you should always be looking uh, for progress and growth. So I definitely love that. 
message, and I think everybody should subscribe to that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So entrepreneurs, we as entrepreneurs, we tend to have lots of bad habits. Sometimes they yep. come over from our nine to five life that we never rectify, or sometimes we're just so intense and involved in what we're doing and these changes that we just come up with ideas and ways to keep going and pushing our wheelhouse while still doing really poor things for our body or our lifestyle. So how are some ways that entrepreneurs can break bad habits? Um, yeah, I mean, back to step number one, awareness. Mm -hmm. Realize what your bad habits are. And if you know that's that you might need that moment of clarity, but the first step into see that I'm, I, I like to give something back that's practical that you can use right. in anything I do, any speech, any coaching session. I, I want people to walk out with something tangible, and that's what are you doing right now that's supporting you, which is good, you're good, and what are you doing now that's not supporting you? Whether this is you know um, entertainment, um, work habits. You know, what's not supporting you? What's not supporting your lifestyle? What's not supporting your home life? You have to be aware of what the problems are to make a change in them. We don't need to understand them. Coaching is about the future. Therapy's for the past. Hmm. Rocket ships don't have rearview mirrors. We don't look back. If you want to, we can do that too, once. And when I say we as coaches, we can look back, and we always will, of course, in our first couple sessions, because I want to understand where you're com coming from. What, I, what we call understanding and appreciating your world. Because although people can have the same issues and you do see them, not everyone is the same. And you can't go into it thinking this is just another person with anxiety. And this is just another person who's stressed or is lost. Because what happens there is you get comfortable as a coach and then you miss something. And then you do them a disservice and they will punish you for it. And they being the client. How will they punish you? Because you might not get a breakthrough for eight weeks because you're just going along in your pattern as a coach, getting comfortable, and you're supposed to always be uncomfortable. That way you're always on your toes. Yeah. So how, how else can they, besides being, um, you know, pinpointing those problems, holding themselves accountable? That's another huge step. I mean, definitely you have to realize when you're doing what you're doing. If you're not succeeding at what you're doing, question yourself. How much time am I really putting into this? Am I doing the bare minimum and expecting the maximum result? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I feel you like know, you're talking to me. Like real estate, I, I, I work in real estate as well, um, uh, aside from coaching, and <clears throat> I'm not a real estate agent, I'm just in the industry. But um, what I hear from some people is they, they want the maximum value for their home. But they've done nothing to rebuild that home, renovate it, improve it. So it's like, how are you comparing yourself to others, a.k.a. that homeowner looking at all the comparables in the area, and holding yourselves to their level when your house has not been maintained, a.k.a. your body, a.k.a. your mind? How do you expect to get the top dollar for your home or for you as an individual or your work ethic when you're not doing something to yourself and improving yourself and improving aka your home pay attention to your own home thanks <laughs> everybody from now on get in your house and fix it up fix it's, your house your roof is tired in. yeah your floors <laughs> are ugly your kitchen is sad get a farmhouse sink for your kitchen take care of your body 
Uh, exactly. So I use that analogy because you comparing yourself is like again, same thing with the real estate. You compare yourself. How are you asking for all that money for your house? You know, for, well, everyone else is getting this. I'm like, yeah, but they put in the work, honey. Oh, look. They, they've done yeah, the and I feel like that's that's real for like a lot of entrepreneurs out there who oh, look at I other like most yeah they look at a lot of other people who they're like oh well this person is making this amount and they're like how come I'm not making it and it's like you know I think that it's not even like yes it's definitely about like putting in like work on a day-to-day basis but I feel like a lot of people don't in, like they'll work with their clients but they're not putting in work to actually improve and get better yeah. um so and I think a lot of that requires like admitting that you're not the best and mm-hmm. like for me like I think of um Elle from like Wildcat Echo who we've had here on the podcast before and like she's like everything I want to be like as a branding boss and like she is way more talented than I am and I have a lot more like time and efforts and work to put in before I am on her level and what we charge is completely different but I don't look at what she charges and say like oh my god how come she charges that I'm just going to try to charge that why is nobody paying me that because I'm like I understand why because I have awareness of my level of expertise and hers it's just different you know and I'm like so I just have to I like get that I have to put in work till I can be you know held to that you know level of excellence mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's definitely about i mean especially when it comes to pricing yourself especially mm-hmm. as creatives i mean um you know depending on what you do first you mentioned photography and and and, and, and all walks of life if you don't bring more value than the next business or person then that's where you're going to fail mm-hmm. when you bring more value that's when you can have the audacity <laughs> to charge <laughs> at similar to that person mm-hmm. right I mean, and that's what, that's 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 the whole name of the of the business is what are you going to bring to me? For instance, if you get a quote from somebody, regardless of the business, and somebody else comes and is like, "Well, match it," the next question is like, "Well, what are you going to do that they're not?" Like at that point, the prices don't matter, and that's when it's like, "Okay, now we need to really hear what you're about." Yeah. What are you going to do that they don't? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you need to show that value, and and, and again, with results usually helps. Again, uh, people in the past you've dealt with, obviously. But if you're not bringing the value to the table, that price is going to be a rude awakening for you. And the fact that it's going to, you know, your, your results are going to speak for themselves some themselves, and you're going to, you know, get real busy real quick. Or that price point is that you're going to look at it and be like, maybe I'm charging too much. Maybe I should bring it out a little bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because at the end of the day, like, there's always going to be someone that charges similar to you. But if you can, you know if your work ethic is there and your talent is there, then it doesn't really matter as much what other people are charging. Nope. <laughs> of course. I mean, yeah, you can, I mean, you can buy a, a $10 wa- a Casio watch from Walmart and you can buy a, an, an $8,000 gold plated, you know, Apple watch. Right. The, pri- the pricing is always going to vary. <laughs> True stories. Um, so you have an active family life because we're looking at a picture of one of your kids right now and he's fantastically gorgeous. Um, and you have a busy professional life as you've been talking about so what are some things you do to maintain peace within yourself between the two well I love what I do and I'm good at it I mean that's that 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 gives me peace doing something that I love to do on a daily basis and um, how do I you know I, I balance that honestly scheduling is the name of the game I mean, and I don't mean scheduling in its traditional form of just writing something on an app, you know, on your phone calendar or on your, you know, if, if you use <laughs> a calendar or a, you know, <clears throat> a notebook or something like that. Um, I don't mean just literally writing down what you're going to do that day. Again, it's the same thing. Are you going to write things down 
and as a result of something else, aka the bills due today, today's the last day. Damn, gotta do that today, or are you gonna be proactive and do things on your own terms? Granted, you gotta pay your bills all the time anyway, but meaning I schedule things out. So when I know I'm gonna do something, it goes on a calendar. If you, if you can envision it, it's a possibility, but if you schedule it, it's real. Right. So it's for instance, this podcast, when it when, when Charisma contacted me, I put it on a calendar. Why? Because otherwise it might not happen. Yeah, right. same. And we spoke about it, we go back, hey, hey, you know what? Oops, oh, damn, I know I told you that date, but okay, so I'll send me an email, we'll do next month, or, you know, or however often you guys do them, I apologize. But if you don't schedule it, if you don't put it down, it won't happen. And this is where people slip up in many aspects. Now, granted, if you have a if you have an office job or if you have excuse me a set um, a set of hours specifically that you have to report to work, you know you don't need to write that down. That's your hours of operation. Right. So I mean, what you're committed to writing it down. If your goal is to work on your body and you want to look like a Greek god or goddess by the end of you know summer or whatnot, then that means you are literally going in your calendar and writing down. Depending on how, if you're a morning person or a night person, but from 5 to 6 a.m., I am in the gym. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you should. That's sh- like you my literal sh- life yeah. goals, and it's on my calendar all the time. But that's how yeah. I operate. <laughs> I have to schedule it. Whether, yeah. it you know, whether it's stuff like that, even grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just go out to work. Oh, Literally, for real. Write it down. True. I get out at 5, 5.30 to 6.30 groceries i literally have like a trader joe's like trader joe's trip written from 2 p.m to 3 p.m i'm about that life (laughs) once you get on that you start scheduling everything then it's not a problem to fit something else in because you're already used to the lifestyle but otherwise you you make things bigger than they are and you know how people do that it's just very simple if i want to get up right now and walk into my office i'll just get up and walk out but to a person who really doesn't want to do something then they'll hit you with this oh well i'd have to get up and then I'd have to move back from the desk, then put the chair in, shut the computer down, right. walk to the door, twist the doorknob, pull it open, walk out, close it shut. It's the same thing. People are just complicating it more. Don't complicate your life. I like it. It's awareness of your schedule. Yeah. Back to <laughs> awareness. <laughs> yeah, you have to schedule everything, even the, even the things that you know to do normally. And and the biggest way I can uh, you know show how this is effective is you want to make it unconsciousness, that you do things out of the ordinary. Because you're scheduling so much that you set up a system for yourself on knowing what you need to be doing at certain times. No one needs to write down that they need to use the bathroom or brush their teeth first thing in the morning. But you do that, right? Right. So that whole line of, hey, you know, all the time, like, hey, you had time to brush your teeth, though. Well, of course, that's, well, this needs to be an of course, then. This needs to be a need, then. Whatever that is that they want to achieve or do. Which to me is, like, totally working out. Because I'm like, if you could take care of your teeth, why wouldn't you take care of the rest of your body? Like... Why even like take care of your teeth if you're not gonna like it's not gonna even matter? I don't get it. Like that, it's just you're frustrating just to be me. Gorgeous <laughs> smiles, um, but good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a pretty positive and upbeat person, but of course life is life. So when you're feeling down and you're not, you know, feeling 100% positive, what are some things that you do to stay happy and stay positive? One of the main things I do is I always just, I see things for what they are and not worse than they are. And and number two, I, I take anything that's affecting me and, um, and, and I'll ask myself, do I have control over this? And if I don't have that control, uh, you know, then, then, then why am I worrying myself? Worrying does nothing for us. Stress is a choice. Being stressed out, being, you know, 
and, and stress is actually another word for just fear. And you might say, no, I'm not. I'm just stressed out. I just have so much things going. If I break it down for you, as I would might with a, with a client, it's just fear. Right. And then, like, how do you mean? Oh, well, okay, let's break it down real quick. Why are you stressed? Oh, because I have all these projects at work. Okay, and what happens? Well, so why is that stressing you? Well, because they have to turn them in. Well, what happens if you don't turn them in? Then my boss will get upset. And what happens if my boss will get upset? Then the management will come and, and harass me. And then what will happen then? Well, then I won't get paid and then because they might fire me. And, okay, so ultimately, if you work it down, you're scared of getting fired and not having money to provide for your family. It's a fear. Yeah. So you got to you know realize what you're in control of. And don't stress yourself out over things you don't have control over. Easier said than done, but again, awareness, realizing, hey, I don't have control over this. Focus on what needs to be done and not feelings and emotions that aren't going to get you anywhere. When you get in your emotions, you're going to not get a good result. Your body's going to do what it naturally does for, you know, since, since you learned as a baby. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to curl up. You're going to cry. <laughs> if you don't cry, you're going to do what you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, punch the wall, beat the dog, kick the cat. I don't know what it is oh, in your no. home, but you're gonna go that route and you're gonna do what you know. Whose house is this? This sounds <laughs> wild. And the poor drywall, you know, you guys didn't even care about that. Uh, right? I don't even care. I don't care about <laughs> the wall. <We're> like, well. <laughs> But, you know, that, that, you know, that's where you're going to go. So I realized that, do I have control over the situation? And if I don't, does what, you know, uh, you know, does it, is it going to affect me? Do I have control over it? And then furthermore, last thing I'll do is I'll future pace myself. What does that mean? I'm going to go into the future and say, hey, a year from now, will it matter that I left the AC on and it flooded and cost me, you know, a couple hundred bucks for an AC guy to come here or, or whatever, you know, when I went on vacation? Will that really matter? Is that what I'm going to think about in my life? Right. No, I'm going to think about great things. You know, sometimes you think about the negative and you focus on all the negative things that don't do you anything. They don't serve you. Why focus on them? So that's what I'll do. I'll come back on it. Is this really going to matter in a year or five years from now? No, I'm not going to even remember it. So why should I let it affect me and my state right now? True story. Um, I actually just finished reading My Year with Eleanor, which is a fiction book um, about um, this author this writer who just goes on this like she takes one of eleanor roosevelt's quotes and does something that scares her every day and her therapist is literally like no you're not stressed you're afraid so when you said that i was like it's true it is true most of the things that you're stressed out about are things that you're just afraid of doing you're afraid of failing you're afraid of letting yourself down and so um which that with me makes so a lot of sense because i am afraid of everything and i also have like high anxiety <laughs> like i mean like i'm like afraid of the dark so like i mean oh. i like when i say i'm afraid of everything like me i live in orlando i don't go on life. roller coasters like i'm afraid of like lots of things so like on halloween i don't like well, to be up at 2 a.m because that's witching hour <laughs> that like being afraid of heights is naturally in, just because humans try to like a spiral tactic because we're not yeah. supposed to be on high but what about the dark we we're gonna fall i don't i mean but there are things that would kill you at night like but i'm like wild. afraid of the dark like in my apartment but you, i'm saying your human nature like okay. knows like inherently that the dark there were things that would come out because like i'm one of those people <laughs> that like if i have to like turn off the light at like oh like when i go to the bathroom at night and then like when i go to shut the door i like run back to the bed and I jump mean, in it I and like i always wake john up and he's just like what happened i'm like it's just human nature things that are built in because you're just trying to stay alive you know in the darkness innately as humans we knew that big animals or things that would come out that we would have to fight or whatever so, so what you're saying is 
is I'm brave and I'm basically a gangster. Sure. (laughs) Sure. We'll we'll go with those words. I think you need need to go back in time, Charisma, and rethink your life choices because if you're scared of Halloween and stuff, working at Party City was a good thing. I know. Well, I'm not not afraid of Halloween. I'm only, listen, I love Halloween. I love, I love Halloween. I'm afraid of 2 a.m. on Halloween night. Could you text her every day? Because that is the witching hour, y'all, and I don't play with that, okay? Like, I'm not, like, I like Halloween, but at 2 a.m., I want to be asleep because I don't want to know what's happening. I'm just saying. Oh, my word. <laughs> like, so people are like, do you want to go out downtown to Halloween? Nope, because I'm not trying to be out during the witching hour. Oh, my I'm just saying. I know, right? A coaching session in the Please. middle of a cemetery for charisma here. Please. We'll see. That would be great <laughs> as long as it's not on Halloween at 2 a.m. I'm down. That's I'm down. Actually, the exact time. that we were doing often but I think that now it's like gotten a lot easier to interview people and you know 
obviously you are a great guest and you could talk all day. Not all of our guests are like that. A lot of times we have to like extract information from them kind of, and being able to do that, um, you know, through Skype or through the phone is definitely different than doing it in person. So I can see like, I, and I, I feel like obviously that's just an interview. You were actually like helping someone change their life, which is a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot more of a challenge. So, you know, props to you for being able to do that. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that. I mean, it, it's just like, this is my passion. Like this, I went, let's see, I graduated what, 2001. I went, I did my two years at my community college here in Miami-Dade. And I stopped at that point because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was like, I'm like, I paid all my credits. I'm just like, well, what am I going to go to school for? So at that time I, I got two jobs just to get more, you know, just to, you know, steady, my, steady myself financially, which at that time I think I was just BSing with a car. You know, I doing all the cool things, all the cool things you all do the back then. That, that, mo- that money pit in that Honda Civic, you know, because I was the coolest guy in town. <laughs> but this exposure to this personal growth and development track that I've been on for the last three or four years made me realize what I was put on this planet for. And that is to serve others and to just be the change for them. And I, I, I can't, I'm just, this is what I live for. Like, you know what, I don't... I don't need to do many things in life, but getting a call from someone saying you did this for me or because of you, I was able to do that. That's, that's all the, that's all the thanks I need. And I look forward to that more than I do, you know, the the actual financials because someone say, you know, how often can you say that? Right. You know, that somebody changed your life. I mean, I can only say because of one experience (laughs) I had years ago, somebody ran into the road and I ran and picked her up and tackled her off into the side of the road. And she's like, you saved my life. And I never thought of it that way. I'm like, holy crap, I did save your life. <laughs> you know, so like, but how often do you get that experience? You know, like, obviously, you know, I think about it now. I'm like, hey, I could have died. <laughs> I was running into traffic. Maybe this wasn't, maybe I didn't make better decisions. But you know what? I didn't think of myself at that moment. I just thought, holy crap, this, she's going to get hit by a car. So even now, I want to make those changes in people's lives. I, I mean, uh, you know, when, when it comes to anything, and it's, this could be growth in themselves, growth in your business. We, you know, we tend to cater it all because it's usually the same things affecting most people. Mm-hmm. And it starts with your head. We call us ourselves neurostrategic coach because everything starts in the mind. And the mind will quit before the body will even start. Yeah. So as a business owner, as a father, as a husband, as a son, as a brother, and like a million other roles that you play, how do you uh, define success? Because like I know you just said, like it's not just about money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, and for me, I, this is my answer. Success is different for many for many people. Success for me is basically being able to live a fulfilled life, making the decisions I want to that will affect and and for and build my own destiny and my own future, and my own legacy. My success will be obviously financial wise. You know, that's not, not that's not the most important. But to get enough financials that I can do the other things I want to do to change people's lives mm-hmm. and not have to concern myself with the finances. So build a legacy that when I'm gone, my children can talk about me and say, my dad was this, my dad built this. And hopefully I instilled some of this where they follow their own paths and they're passionate about whatever they do, whether it's, you know, anything out there, <laughs> being in marketing or being a DJ or being anything else. That's like, again, I, I mentioned that before about my father. He gave me that free will. As long as they commit to anything that they want to go into, 
that's that, that's all I could imagine. Yeah. And being able to still do that and serve people, I don't know, especially with this platform, to be able to coach from, from my house, from, you know, where technology has let me do it from, I think that's, that's going to allow me to be more successful. And how will I be more successful? By being able to contribute to others and hear their success stories as I go, you know, as, as I get older in my years. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of your dad, who is just super awesome and I love and adore, he's fantastic. I think, ev like, everyone kind of, like, looks up to your dad. Like, he's just kind of that person that... Um, everyone, I think around him kind of looks to him for like guidance and that sort of thing. And I never really thought about it, but I'm like, I could imagine that like possibly being one of his kids might be like a lot of work in that sense. Cause you kind of like, you might feel like you have a lot to like live up to. Um, and I do love that, like, you know, with all three of his kids, he's just kind of been like, do your own thing. But I'm sure that there's like, you know, that pressure there and stuff. So I just kind of want to know like how he impacted your career like now obviously and then just like your life in general like how it was to kind of grow up with a father just like as impactful i guess as yours uh i mean that man is amazing yes uh, my dad is you know every, i'm sure three out of five people like you ask them who the role models oh my dad and my mom and it, it's, a, it's a pretty generic answer but i mean you'd have to you know you know him personally so you know it and it, you know Aside from things he's done for me, aside from being a father, he's just like I can't even I can't even fathom how he does things. And when I say do things, I mean probably on his plate right now, he probably has anywhere from seventy clients on a monthly basis. Teaches at two online universities uh, as a professor. Um, and, uh, and still, you know, so obviously we still have our own coaching practice. So those 70 clients is with another, um, another uh, group effort we do in coaching. We still do our seminars. We still do, I, like, I, I, you know, schedule it. And I, I'm like, let me see your schedule, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how can you do all this? Let's say not to like, mention he has like 400 degrees. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like if you, if you put it in like <laughs> career new in like size font eight, you're still going to get almost like three and a half pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it's yeah that that that's even crazier. So you know how do I look at that myself? It's like I admire the man, but against him showing me that I have that free will, I'm free of feeling any pressure from going or filling in shoes. That's so awesome. That's awesome. I've never felt that pressure, not once. Like when someone says, "Oh yeah, your dad is this," and I'm just like, "Yeah, he's amazing." <laughs> and then, but you know, but this is this is where I'm going. You know, I'm not going that way. Like that's where he went. And, you know, like, you hear the story, like, again, where he came from, I, I can't, you know, like, even his success story, his win story, and I call it that because it is. I mean, my dad grew up, um, you know, they were, uh, you know, in the Bronx in a little tin house, you know, when he was a kid, and his first job, I think he was nine or eight, maybe, he was a shoe shiner. he, you know, had straight A's, no money for college, went into the Army, retired Army as a captain, got, you know, his first degree, eight years night school, having me and my sister's flying my mom around the world, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's insane. And then, so I think to myself, I'm like, that's his story, but what's mine gonna be? Yeah. You know what? I, we don't both need to come from, from, from difficult places to, to develop the, you know, the future that we want and the, the, to establish the legacy that we're gonna, we're gonna have, that we're determined to have. The one we schedule, the one that generates results, and the one we envision, because we have to envision stuff happening before it can happen. If you're trying something, it's because you think there's a possibility that it can happen. 
whether it's something huge from starting a new business venture or just buying a, a, a lottery ticket, you think, hey, I might win. Because otherwise, why would you spend the money? Yeah. Now, I'm going to say invest your money wisely in some other stuff. <laughs> but for that moment in time, you think there's a possibility. And if I can leave you with something else tangible with this interview, it's as soon as you have a thought about something, a new business, a venture to get your ass back in the gym, do it now. Ask yourself, what can I do today? Because if you wait till the next day, or if you wait, I'm gonna start running, but I need to get new shoes, so let me get the shoes first. There's that train I was talking about earlier, that procrastination station, mm -hmm. that's, that, that's gonna be there, right? Yeah, I feel like- Do something that day that will have an effect on, and, and start you already, because if you wait, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, you're, you're probably stopped at procrastination station, like your train has just been there for a while <laughs> and it's not moving. And... Uh, I think it's really inspiring to say about your father. I don't, I don't know what that life is like. Yeah, same. <laughs> we, well, don't, we don't know. But what I'm like, to me, it's, it's like also this. like really impressive, like to be the type of parent that like someone look would look up to, but not like but, try yeah, to make. Because exactly. I feel like most of those parents that like do a lot of stuff, they're like, okay, now you go be exactly like me. Yeah. You know, so props to him for being like everybody. Like, I want you to have your own path in life instead of just doing exactly like everything and be exactly like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that generation, I mean, like, it's un unfathomable about how crazy their work ethic is and how they right? get 9,000 things um, done. I just said that I quit my job when I was 16 because they wanted me to work every day in October. You said your dad got a job when he was nine. <laughs> so. <laughs> he has, like, 70 clients. I have, again, like, a little over, like, I think we're 13 right now. And I think I you have a lot. I'm just I, like, I holy crap. Lot, but, it, yeah. you know, 70, let's do it. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, that's goals. Look at you. I'm putting it on my schedule. Right? <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm Write it in. No, because I do. I find a lot of, like, uh, inspiration from that generation's work. I, like, you just cannot compare. Like, they just work and work and work and get stuff done and results. And smile and, like, and still have good, like, pleasant, to their family. Yeah, it's just like. Houseway. Hell. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you said it right there. Our, our generation and, you know, whatever, you know, regardless of, you know, if it's millennials or whoever the hell it is, you know, yeah. give, yeah. Or take, give or take the five, ten years of, of whatever, wherever you're from. We just live in a time where instant gratification is just given to everybody. Yeah. Yes. We have done it. We have dumbed things down. I mean, from, uh, I mean, to its core example, as, you know, as being a, a kid in this generation, the generation of video games, mm -hmm. a video game. You used to play, if you think back, and again, I'm just going, I go with realistic stuff to really show you where we're going with it here. Back in the day, if you played Mario Brothers and you died after World War II, whatever the heck. You had to start you, all over. You had to start yep. all over. Yeah. Games just, been, you, your kid's like, hey, I bought you a game, oh, I finished it. What do you mean? It's been like six hours. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I remember even when they had like cheat codes, you had to like work hard to find. Like it's not yeah, like you could just like, like yeah. A B A C A B B A up down left right left right like what? Yes. <laughs> you did. You wrote you wrote it on your notebook paper in your notebook yes. with your trapper keeper. And yeah. That's what you did like <laughs> that you found from the video game like magazines that you used to have at like Fye that you could not afford. Now kids child. don't even have to go to the store to get video games because they can just download them on their phones, which is well, also very imagine, weird to me. Imagine those games that would take us like months to beat. Again, we didn't get no free lives. We didn't continue. No. Didn't also, no one knew friends. about it, too. Like, now you have, like, all, like, the live version so you can show everybody how great you are. Like, you when I beat Sonic, no one knew. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so like, again, you, you get participation awards by infinite resets, infinite continues, you never die, you can beat the game no matter how good you are. And the same thing even if you just said mobile devices, mobile gaming, that instant gratification, all these simple little dollar, two dollar apps, like your kid is sitting, literally sitting there for five minutes and like, hey, I want something out of this, I want to win. And I've seen it in stores, kid doesn't get his way with a little dollar game, ninjas, birds, whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm like, man, you would have, if you would have had Nintendo, you would have been stomping on that thing. Mario, <laughs> I love this because this the is... the definition of a hard time. So yeah, this is like... Um, the minimal work and the maximum, you know, result. This is like when... I just keep talking over you. I'm so sorry. I'm like, this is like the parents, like when they're like, I used to have to walk like eight miles in the snow. This is our snow thing. You found it. It's video games. Like, that's what we get to tell our kids is like, back in my day when you died, you had to just die in Mario and you had to start from the beginning, go all the way back. Learn from your mistakes. Be happy about your video games. So what projects do you have coming up and where can our listeners find you online? Um, yes, yeah, so you can find me at, um, our website is NeuroStrategicCoach, um, so NeuroStrategicCoach.com, um, and as far as projects going on, I mean, we always have our individual sessions, um, we have, uh, from time to time, we do, um, some boot camps or some workshops, none currently scheduled as far as those go, we usually do like a two-day weekend thing, and usually here in Miami, um, but, uh, we do also have a, a coaching institute. So it goes by the same name, Neurostrategic Coaching Institute. And basically what that is, is is if you want to become a coach, whether you're already an experienced coach or you know nothing about it, we teach you everything from ethics, how to get clients, how to maintain clients, um, you know, documentation and forms that you need, intake sheets for the first time you actually schedule a client, you know, because you have to have some information of them from them up front. Right. Um, so basically that's our next, uh, certification course begins September 21st, 2017. So it's virtual. So basically everyone can, I mean, you can if you decide, you know, you're interested in it, you can go to our website and, um, you know, send us a, drop us a, your email and that will go ahead and, uh, and give you all the information and the cost and everything like that. Now what makes us an effective coach is because again, just like we said, regulation is everything. Mm -hmm. We are accredited by the International Coaching Fe uh, Federation, the ICF. There's two major coaching federations and um, we are accredited with one of them. Um, and so pretty much why this is important is because if you're coaching and you're wanting to go into business and you're wanting to coach into large corporations or potentially you know, in the future go that way again, part of your scheduled routine of, of what you're going to do in your future successes, <laughs> this accreditation is what you'll need to get in there. Like, again, since there's no certified, there's no licensures or anything like that for coaching, and everyone out here is a transformational coach and you know whatever, they want to look, they want to see those two accreditations. If you're either with the ICC, excuse me, ICF, or the BCC. So we are accredited and certified, um, 64.5 accredited coaching hours to get you started as an effective coach with credentials and with some results. Yeah. <laughs> when you walk out the and I love that because I, I think that a lot of like, again, a lot of people are that are listening are still deciding what they're going to do as an entrepreneur. And I would highly suggest if you're going to go the coaching route to please get some actual training and don't it's not something that you should go into. So just and just, add it to your yeah, like you shouldn't right just like read some <laughs> articles and like go do it like this is because I mean, you're really taking other people's lives into your hands. So I think it's so important to get the proper training. 
I mean, it's, and it's definitely powerful. I mean, we've had business owners come in just for the sake of, I, I'm a coach now. I have to deal with all these employees. Right. So we've had some, you know, we've had some people brought in just for that. Um, and when I say brought in, I mean, we've had like uh, CEOs and like, they're, you know, and they're a couple of their VPs or, 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 or supervisors and management team get coach training just to know how to better deal with them. Because yeah. again, it's more about awareness and, and really why people are doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we teach you so much stuff about, you know, what, the, you know, the basic human needs of life are as individuals to, you know, business development and where you're, you know, where your business is now or whether you're in a business that's dying or whether or not your heart's not in it. And maybe you don't realize that because this has been your financial backbone for the last few years. But, hey, why are you still doing this? You don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, why don't you do something that'll, you know, get you? Um, you know, get you where you are as far as financially and that you have passion about and that you want to do. A lot of people lose that vision. Sometimes it takes a step back to look back on why you did what you did in the first place. And this is a really big one with people in the court system, people in the juvenile system. Um, I, I went to and I had the opportunity to go to New Mexico a few months ago and speak to a, a few different kids in the in the juvenile detention centers in um, in New Mexico and Albuquerque. And it's, you know, you're looking at one vision for these kids, and just like I said at the beginning of the conversation, you want them to see there's a compelling future. Because if you ask them, and when I did, I already knew it ahead of time, but I asked anyway, of course, what does your future look like? What do you want? And all you're getting is get out of probation, get out of the, you know, get out of the halfway house, get out of jail, get a job, get my own place, you know, something to that nature, get or, or a mixture of the two, or just get my freedom back. They're not looking for the next best thing. They're not looking beyond that. So what's going to happen when they get where they're wanting to? They're going to get back to it, possibly slip back into what they've already gotten in trouble for already, and 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 not move forward. So you have to keep again that progression. I mean, uh, is this, I, I, you're right, charisma. I could sit here and talk to you. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is fine. Um, I'll say I like um, it because it's like our our listeners are getting like a little free coaching session out of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's say you should also please let us know when you um like when you have any speaking dates that are going on. Like you do you, you tweet? Yes, you tweet. Um, I, I, I dabble. I dabble. Okay, I you dabble in the tweets. Okay, he dabbles in the Twitterverse. Yeah, like tweet yeah, I mean, tweet it at us. Thing. I mean, I do more Instagram, and then I mean, we have I have my own personal one, um, which uh, you can I mean it's uh, you know, Instagram at Iron Mag M A G, which are my initials, <laughs> Iron Mag thirteen, um, and I'll post up there. And then you know we have the, the one for the coaching company as well, which is uh, at Neurostrat Coach, S T R A T. Um, and, and, of course, you can also find our Facebook page, Neurostrategic Coach. But we have all the links in that from the main page, of course. So you, can, you don't have to memorize all of these links. But definitely. So, yeah, I mean, the next big thing for us is definitely the certification co uh, course. Um, it'll actually be taught mostly by Dr. Mario Garcia, the man with the many degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, big Mario. And, and, of course, it involves – so this is not just like a classroom environment. So, yes, it's like once a week, two hours of webinar, but you'll get homework. You'll coach with the other class with your other classmates. So you will actually not only just get the training, you're going to walk out with some results and some outcomes too. Because we're going to make you train with the other coaches and you're both going to coach each other and we're not going to make up stuff. You're going to say, hey, what are you focused on right now? What do you want right now? Well, I want to lose 20% body fat. Sounds great. We're going to make you guys pencil it all out. You're going to schedule everything. As, at the same time that you're getting you know, your coaching education, you're going to be working on yourself too. So you can practice what you preach and live the lifestyle that you're planning to, to utilize right i mean because nobody's a preacher in their own hometown right we want you to be one awesome i love it <laughs> so 
That's uh, so that'll go from September to December. And then, um, to be honest, there's a one day, uh, a two day intensive at the end here in Miami. And that would finish up your last of your accreditation hours. And that'll totally blow your mind because we'll be in person um, two days in full coaching and, and, and transforming lives. I mean, individually, as coaches, as individuals, because you know what? The beauty of every situation is that everyone has their bag. <laughs> not, the, not the garbage bag from my last presentation. Yes. <laughs> everyone has their things. And a lot of times what we always say is what you come to coaching for is probably why you're not there. Yeah. yeah. Well, sign up, people. Sign up. Go sign up. Go go to Mario and actually, like, get your life. And, like, I feel like it's kind of like a mixture of, like, talking to, like, a coach and a preacher. And I love it. <laughs> it's a little bit of coaching, a little bit of psychology. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much for yes, speaking with us today. You. We really appreciate you taking out the time. My pleasure. Thank you.